Hi everyone, welcome back to Medical Musings with Sam. Thank you so much for joining me. This is my Christmas episode, so I hope um, you enjoy it. And I want to talk about the fact that it's chronically close to Christmas. And um, yeah, with a little bit of a twist on the fact that the chronically and the chronic illness um, go hand in hand. And I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what it means to be chronically ill at Christmas and how we can still have a really special Christmas despite our diseases, just like we can still have the best life possible um, despite our diseases if we look at different ways to do things and if we grieve our losses and if we embrace our new loves and um, as I've been speaking about all throughout the year. So please, um, if you want to know more about my thinking in those areas, um, you have a, a gamut of episodes uh, that I have recorded throughout the year uh, that you can maybe enjoy over the holiday period if you want to listen to a podcast and just have some time away for yourself and a bit of self-care. Um, because as I said, I leave lots of tips and um, ideas and um, through my own experience of what's worked and what hasn't. And there are things that don't work and you have to uh, pick yourself up and start again. But there are plenty of things that we can do to make life just that little bit easier for ourselves and to ensure that we still do enjoy a life. So what I want to talk about today, though, is, as I said, the fact that it is so chronically close to Christmas. My goodness, where did this year go? I'm sure you feel like me. It's just kind of like blinked and it's gone um and yeah and here we are december and um if you're anything like me you're um yeah sort of particularly when you're chronically ill and you're quite homebound um christmas is a really nice time of the year it can be a nice time of the year it can also be a really difficult time of the year and i'm very aware of that um but if you can flip it to make it a time that suits how you need to live and bring some um, joy and cheer into uh, your home as a result of the season, then you might just find that um, there are some blessings there to be had. But let's have a chat about that as we go through this Christmas episode. So as I said, it's on its way. There's no stopping it. Christmas is coming. Now this thought, it is either going to excite you or it's going to leave you trembling with trepidation. Or maybe the jury's out on how you feel. But generally, the Christmas holiday season and the lead up to the big day is forefront of mind for most of us during December. For those of us who love Christmas, and I have to confess I am one of those, I'm probably going to totally annoy you in terms of my love of Christmas if you are not a lover of Christmas. So I apologise for that in advance. But um, for those of us who do love Christmas but live with chronic illness, we do tend to approach the season with a little dread mixed with joyful anticipation. And look, I do. I do um, approach it with dread as well because I love it. I love it so much. I love to over-decorate. I love to, um, well, you know, tastefully, but you know what I mean. I, I like the whole thing, the tree, the trimmings. But I, I, it's so hard. It's so physically hard um, to do. I love to send Christmas cards and it's so tiring and it's so, um, it's just so much effort just to coordinate where to put the cards um, how to juggle card to envelope and handwrite when you're in so much pain. It's um, 
you know, I know you understand that if you've got chronic illness and particularly if you have um, pain and a body that, that won't move. So, yeah, you know, even despite my love of Christmas, there is still that trepidation that I, that I have. Um, it's always a joy when I finish doing what I want to do because it's like, wow, first of all, tick, I achieved it, well done. And it's important to tell ourselves well done. But secondly, it's um, there's relief. Um, and, and I guess just a sense of, oh, thank goodness, I've achieved what I want to do. I'm going to connect with the people I wanted to connect through, through the Christmas cards. I'm going to enjoy having my house decorated for people that visit as well, um, and drop in and it's nice and festive. Plus the fact my husband and I can enjoy it because we're not going to be going anywhere. So there's all of those things that, um, impact my own Christmas, despite my deep love of it. So we can simply keep up with the expectations of others or the expectations that we used to have and put on ourselves in our healthier days or we can do things differently. I want to take a trip down memory lane and look at my Christmas past. So as I said, I love Christmas. First and foremost, I love the reason for the season. I love that we are celebrating the birth of Christ, that there is a reason for this whole um, amazing time, this wonderful time of the year. My Christmas paths were filled with preparing Sunday school classes for the Christmas Eve nativity play. I had choir rehearsals for carols in the park under the stars. I was helping my husband prepare orders of service for all the Christmas services so that those that who attended, who didn't usually go to church uh, apart from Christmas and Easter, wouldn't feel lost and they could participate and relax and just have a lot of fun. So I also had rehearsals to attend for my annual Christmas Eve service solo performance of It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Now, I've done something at the end of this um, Christmas episode, which um, I was contemplating whether to or not, because it has been a long time since I have sung a solo. And um, But one of my forum members actually said to me, um, or she would have loved to have heard me sing a solo. Well, I thought, okay, you know what? Be brave, Sam. Let's just record it. So I've recorded the first verse of It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, which I will put at the end of this podcast. Now, I'm not accompanied. It's just me singing. I'm literally sitting on my bed recording this podcast. So I'm not even standing properly because I can't stand at the moment. So um, I'm giving all these excuses, aren't I, as to why I think it sounds terrible. Uh, and it doesn't sound the best, but it's um, it's as good as it gets. And you know what? I enjoyed singing it and that's the most important thing and I hope that it's my gift to you. Um, if it's not, I apologise in advance. Uh, you don't have to listen to it. Uh, but yeah, it's there and it's, um, yeah, it just took me down memory lane a little bit and it is such a beautiful carol. Um, I've only recorded the first verse but yeah, so that's at the end of the podcast. So as I said, I had to, in my Christmas past, uh, attend rehearsals uh, for the solo. It came upon a midnight clear. And it was always at the midnight service, the Christmas Eve midnight service. And there was, um, you know, about 600 plus people there. So it was pretty nerve wracking. And even though, you know, all my life I've been um, sort of quite public and able to do public speaking and those kind of things, I singing is something very different it's um you're very vulnerable when you sing um and to sing in front of a large crowd like that and 
I was always blessed to have the most amazing pianists accompany me. And I think that's what I love more than anything else. The talent of those pianists were just incredible. And I was always okay if I could stand at a piano. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I just, that's how I love to sing. Just myself and a pianist or in a choir. Actually, I prefer choirs above all else. I think it's that whole team thing. And I'm very much a team player. So I really do like that. But um, if I have to do a solo, or I've been asked to do a solo, then um, yeah, I, I much prefer to have a pianist who I've rehearsed with and we've, um, you know, done an arrangement that suits my voice and um, and I can just, you know, I'm, I'm so in awe of, of their talent that I feel safe. Um, that's just a beautiful thing, that kind of connection between the, a pianist and, and a soloist. So um, yeah, so that was what I used to do on Christmas Eve and um, at the end of it, there was always that sense of <laughs> relief, um, but also, I guess, achievement and um, and joy because it did bring people joy. And I, I used to get some amazing feedback um, afterwards. And as I said, I was, you know, a fair bit younger back then too and um, didn't have all of these, well, that I knew of, all of these chronic illnesses that affect my voice. But um, yeah, so it's, as I said, it was nice to do that a little bit today. In between all of that, I was in my Christmas pass, Christmas shopping, wrapping presents, decking the halls, uh, baking our Christmas cake. I actually used to bake a Christmas cake once a year. I was also working full time and involved in numerous Christmas celebrations at work. And each year in my department um, in the financial industry I um, that I managed, I would organise uh, Christmas treats with my leadership team throughout December for our 350 staff. We'd have morning teas, afternoon teas, team parties, you name it. We did it. We created the most amazing culture for our staff so that they felt like they could work but also be part of this amazing season of celebration and joy. And um, it was just such a magical time and just we just so enjoyed it. We even set up a Christmas choir for my department at work and it was complete with singers, of which I was one, guitarists, a violinist, bass player, a trumpeter. Um, you know, it was classy. <laughs> we moved through each level of my department's building um, two days before Christmas and we just spread cheer through song like the Victorian Christmas carolers of old. It was just so much fun. On Christmas Day, I'd head to church in the morning with my husband and then after the service we headed together into my work uh, where we'd hand out Christmas gifts to the staff that were on duty. So the department that I managed was 24-7, 365 days um, a year. So we'd help set up a Christmas buffet lunch for everyone to enjoy and then we would jump in the car for a two-hour drive to spend Christmas with my family um, in the country where they lived. So yeah, it was full on. It was focused on giving and celebrating and it was joyous and it was just rewarding on so many levels. Christmas present. <laughs> Let's skip there. So this is my ninth Christmas season with my bone disease. The first two Christmas seasons following my leg break were an adjustment period. I grieved my Christmas past. I missed not being able to go to church. I missed family and friends. My beautiful step family came from interstate on the second Christmas post my leg break, which was so special. It helped me have the best of both worlds that year. We had a quiet Christmas day, just my husband and I, uh, as the family arrived on Boxing Day. It was a lovely new memory created within my new limitations. 
It was such a timely visit as it helped me adjust my Christmas expectations further from my old life to my new life and it was a really gentle bridge. Last year, I really embraced our Christmas for two. It was one of the most special times Peter and I had ever had. We had no set expectations. We decorated the tree. We bought beautiful food. I set a table for two with all the trimmings. We listened to carols. We opened way too many presents. <clears throat> I think I went a little bit overboard on the online shopping with little bits for stocking fillers. And we watched a Christmas movie in the evening. There wasn't a set agenda. If we ate at 3 p.m., it didn't matter. If we didn't get dressed up, it didn't matter. If I was really unwell or struggling with pain, it didn't matter. Expectations were non-existent. All that mattered was we were together, relaxing and celebrating in whatever way we could. All that mattered was Christmas Day, the most wonderful day of the year, had arrived. This year, there's going to be further adjustment required. This Christmas, I'm going to have to scale back even further. After three spinal surgeries that have all failed, I'm left with an inoperable, unstable spine and struggling to function with the day's normal essentials, let alone any celebrations. I've also just had an unexpected six-night hospital admission and I have a new diagnosis of diabetes. <laughs> Happy Christmas! We have a plan though. Everything will be paced even more than last year. It has to be. We did consider not decorating for Christmas or sending Christmas cards, which we love to do, but we quickly reminded ourselves the reason for the season is to celebrate the birth of Jesus and the gift of eternal life that he brings. So I decided that I still wanted to try and do the Christmas cards and I paced it over, um, I think it was four days and I've just finished and I'm so, so pleased. There's a nice little pile sitting on the table ready to be posted. Um, yeah, and it just it's just nice to know that I've managed it. it it wasn't easy, but, you know, I did it and I'm really, really pleased that I did. We also um, decorated our home because it brings joy and it's a daily reminder that this is a special time of the year. Because I was going into hospital, I got a phone call like when I, when I come home. I've been home a week, so would have been what two weeks ago two and two and a half weeks ago I got a phone call from um one of my specialists office to say um you know hi Sam um your doctor is admitting you to hospital I had no idea that was going to happen uh, but a whole heap of tests had come back and uh, she wanted to do a complete review of my health situation plus deal with this new diagnosis of diabetes and get it under control so um I, I didn't want to go I just did not want to go my first response was I don't want to go <laughs> Can, can we do it some other way and um we couldn't so I, I just knew that and I've written a, a blog post called um something like hijacked in hospital or something because every time I go to hospital I feel like I get I get taken captive and and kidnapped because they keep me there much longer than I anticipated um like once I'm there they do the full oil check kind of thing to see what's going on so I ended up in there for six nights um much of the time waiting it felt like but anyway um I guess the, the nice thing about this visit was that I wasn't attached to any wires or drips or beeping machines so I was able to you know potter around as best I could and I could go and get myself a cup of tea if I needed to and those kind of things and it did make honestly the world of difference I must admit and even the bed was comfortable so um 
that was good, although I didn't get any sleep. I just, I don't know. I don't know whether it's the hospital or it's me because I'm still not really sleeping at home either. And I am so tired. I'm, I'm getting something like only three hours sleep a night. And one of the other reasons why they admitted me to hospital as well is that I've lost 17 kilos in four and a half um months and yeah it's not like I'm not dieting I'm I'm eating the amount of calories that kind of I can cope with um which I've been doing for ages so um yeah I, I don't know we don't know what's going on so perhaps more um testing to our head that they're thinking of if I continue to lose weight they'll do a full body scan and see what's going on but anyway so that's where we're at and so yeah it's a bit of a struggle at the moment health wise so decorating the home though is important because I need it to be nice here because I'm not going to be able to do a lot at all and you know it just I, I want it to feel festive so we decided we had like I think four days between the phone call and and being admitted so we decided okay this is our opportunity our only opportunity to um to decorate so we spent those four days just um decorating and it came together well it was tiring though <laughs> but um I thought oh well I'm going to hospital at least so I won't better do a lot so um, even if I don't sleep I should catch up a little bit um physically and it, as I said, it's a daily reminder, the decorations, that it is a special time of the year. For me, the Christmas tree, the trimmings, the turkey, the presents, they all have meaning and they remind me that it's a time of great festivity and celebration, particularly for the Christian community. So despite chronic illness, we can still celebrate in our homes, even if it's a Christmas for one or two. We can be thankful we live in an era of social media and advanced technology. We can Skype and Zoom, WhatsApp our family and friends or just chat via Facebook or text. Not to mention, you can have a good old-fashioned phone call, which I intend to have with my auntie um, very close to Christmas who lives in the UK. We can still contact and connect with people and we may even find that those connections are more meaningful. We so often appreciate more deeply what's been taken from us, don't we? And so when, you know, we can connect and, and we hear that voice or we see that face on our, our laptop, it's just like, oh, that's so beautiful because there is always that sense of fear that that may not happen. Amidst the whole December crazy, chronically close to Christmas issues, um, Peter and I also celebrate our wedding anniversary because we got married on the 15th of December and this year we would have been married, um, we will be married, 28 years. I can't believe it, 28 years. Ah. <laughs> so with that in mind and the fact that, you know, I love all the trimmings of Christmas, uh, we will do all we can to make the entire season simply special, including our anniversary. But we're going to spend our anniversary at home. We're actually hoping to get to um, some local shops, a local shopping centre so that I can see some Christmas decorations. And um, that's probably the extent of what we'll be able to do. Maybe have some lunch out, uh, not necessarily on the day of our anniversary, but, you know, close to it. So we'll try. We'll see how we go. If not, um, we'll just be home enjoying each other's company. We've organised some special gifts to mark the occasion and we'll enjoy in the evening a really special home-cooked meal of some description yet to be determined. <laughs> but we're looking forward to it, really looking forward to it. But let's go back to Christmas. We have a pre-lit Christmas tree and that's the focus 
of our decorations. Much easier to decorate when you have a pre-lit tree. I've been able to help to adorn it this year with special ornaments that we've purchased over the years and we have a nativity scene that is also centre stage. We are going to listen to carols, we're going to watch as many Christmas shows as we like, we're going to have a Christmas dinner but we're going to eat it in the lounge room in the comfort of our chairs and we'll be watching a movie or a Christmas TV special. We'll keep it all very simple on Christmas Day with easy to prepare festive food. But you know what? All I really want for Christmas, I need peace and quiet and no pressure. Isn't that really what Christmas is all about? Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Glory to God in the highest and on peace, goodwill toward men. That's the verse from the Bible about the Christmas story. One of the many, many verses from Luke 2 verse 14. But I need time to heal, time to adjust, time to relax in peace, time to reflect on what lies ahead. That's all I want for Christmas this year and I am so looking forward to it. Perhaps chronic illness is giving me a Christmas gift, the gift of time, time to stop, time to get out of the rat race of life, time to reconnect with what really matters in life. You know, Mary and Joseph had an uncertain and tumultuous time ahead of them that first Christmas. They needed to find a home. They needed to protect their baby from harm's way. Life does not always run smoothly and the perfect Christmas card picture is not a true reflection of the real meaning of Christmas. Whether you have chronic illness or not, sometimes stopping and questioning how you can simplify Christmas can be quite the epiphany. December is a great time to set your realistic Christmas expectations. You can then head into this most wonderful time of the year, relaxed and ready to enjoy a very special and achievable Christmas. One that's just right for you despite chronic illness. And you never know, this may be your best Christmas ever. I so, so hope so. I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening to my podcast this year. For, um, yeah, just the encouragement of knowing that I'm not talking to myself um, and knowing that um, you are truly uh, following along with me as well. And um, thank you. Thank you. I do get comments and um, and feedback from time to time uh, from, from my listeners to say that it has helped them. Um, yeah, and, and that just means the world to me. So thank you. It's really nice to, to get that kind of feedback. But um, I just, yeah, as I said, just want to thank you. And what I want to wish you the most simplest, most perfect, most relaxing Christmas um, ever, whether it's for one, for two, for three, <laughs> however many people. Um, and if you are feeling lonely, uh, please know that you're not alone. And, and if you do want company uh, and you're not a member of Medical Musings with Friends on our Facebook group, then please come on over and join us because we'll be there on Christmas Day, we'll be there the whole time um, and you won't be alone, I promise you that. So please look after yourselves. Thank you for listening um, and if you want to stay tuned and listen to me um, trying to sing a solo again, then uh, 
that's at the end of this episode and it's me um as i said singing it came upon a midnight clear very unaccompanied and lying on the bed so it's not the best way to do it but it's about all i could achieve so thank you everybody take care merry merry christmas and i look forward to catching up with you in the new year and um yeah i'll have a think about the podcast and where I want it to go and um, what the content might or might not be. If you have any ideas, if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, not talk about, um, yeah, any kind of concept or ideas, then please uh, contact me and let me know so that I can, um, yeah, have a think about all of it and um, hopefully design some kind of episode uh, planning thing that um, gives you an idea of, of what we're going to be doing. So lots of love, everybody. Happy, happy Christmas and um, yeah, see you all in 2024. Love you. Bye. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old. From angels banding near the earth to touch their harps of gold. Peace on the earth, goodwill to men from hands, O gracious King. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Medical Musings with Sam. This is a podcast for anyone whose lives are affected by chronic illness and are looking for hope in what can feel like a really hopeless situation. I'm a blogger, a writer and founder of the online support group Medical Musings with Friends. I'm also the author of My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith and hope living with a rare disease. Before becoming chronically ill, I was an executive manager with a passion for change management, coaching and developing my team. Medical Musings with Sam is a podcast all about connecting with others who are trying to live well with chronic illness in the midst of difficult challenges and hurdles. Come on a journey with me and together we can share our experiences of living a life of purpose, faith and hope despite our diseases.
If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can subscribe to this podcast or you can leave a review. I would really appreciate your support. If you would like to have more of my medical musings in your world on a regular basis, I also have a blog which you can find at www.mymedmusings.com. I post there at least weekly, so there's lots for you to read and be involved with. If you would really like to be a part of a nurturing community, Medical Musings with Friends is a private support group on Facebook, offering the hand of friendship, support, true care and understanding to anyone living with chronic illness. We would love to welcome you into our community. Just search Medical Musings with Friends on Facebook, click join and you will receive the warmest of welcomes. I also have a book, My Medical Musings, a story of love, laughter, faith and hope living with a rare disease. It's available now through Amazon and my publisher, Imagine We Publishers. I would love for you to check it out. There's something in the My Medical Musings world for everyone, something different to suit your needs. I hope you do find something that resonates with you and helps you feel you are not alone because you're not. Remember, chronic illness is a part of your life, not all of your life. Take care.